All right, hello. Welcome to episode five of Oat Milk and Anxiety. I'm Natalie Hilton, and that sound you heard is Tamsin and my thumb ring getting caught on Tamsin's strings, and that should be a surprise to none of you if you've been listening to the podcast this long. That's not surprising. Anyways, um, that bit has driven itself into the ground, obviously. Uh, I have another guest this week, one of my dearest and one of my first friends from college, Leanne. Brown. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I am Leanne Brown. Um, yes, we did yes. in college. I met her my first year in college, and many uh, many years ago. Many many. What was it? Like two years ago. Oh, um, she has seen it through. I did not. Oh, that's okay. You know what? To each their own. <laughs> to each their Wherever own. Wherever your path takes right. you, mine has taken me on a lot of stress. <laughs> Lots of stress. Yeah, and I had to hop off of that stress mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah yeah i love this chick dearly yes and i'm happy to be here oh, so, so much so much love in the room so oh, much love in the room we love it so sweet um today today yeah sorry i had to take a minute <laughs> sorry she's eating candy guys i'm eating candy like my podcast i have so i bought this candy today because i went to the store and i was just like it'd be cute to like be a host and have candy on my coffee table for my guests <laughs> and I, Which, oh this yes. is for your guests and i haven't yeah. taken a bite yet. i know how rude of me seriously worst guest <laughs> oh okay <laughs> no oh. but it's like it's like little like bite-sized airheads and right oh, when leanne was giving so good dude i know like right when right when leanne was giving her intro i was like this is a good time for candy and then the intro ended and i hadn't finished chewing it. i was just like oh i'm this is where i could talk um you know, you know how it goes with eating candy during a podcast. It's relatable. Um, yeah, so so Leah's chewing now, so I'm just going to stall. Um, how's everyone's week going? Uh, if you're in Los Angeles, we're having a heat wave. It is hot up here. It is so hot. Um, my apartment doesn't have air conditioning, so I am in a constant state. Sophia's going to listen to this and hate my moisture level status update, but I am constantly sticky and sweaty. Um, just in case you were wondering, in case you needed to know, yes. It is uh, a little hot in here, but, yes. um, that's okay because we're hot ladies and yes. it's probably just hot ladies, <laughs> hot ladies all the time. Yeah, we're, we're hot ladies. We're always just sweaty because we're so hot. Um, yes. But today, see, we're getting all of our, like, our, our giddiness yeah. out because today is actually a very, very crucial and important topic, uh, Leanne is here to talk about mental health in the black community, which I'm so jazzed to have this conversation about. Um, yeah, I mean, more specifically, I wanted to start the conversation about mental health in the black community surrounding BLM specifically, mm-hmm. but I guess you can't really talk about that without <clears throat> just highlighting highlighting and and explaining what the mental health community or lack thereof there is in the black community right there's just no support there's not there's not a lot of (laughs) so so (laughs) while leanne is giving this brilliant intro to the topic uh another human has entered my apartment (laughs) and uh is tiptoeing across my very old very creaky hardwood floors (laughs) Like, seriously, so old. I told you guys before about this old-ass building, and now the floors are proving that to be very yeah, true. If you're hearing creaking. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that is what was happening. If you were wondering, what's this background noise? Natalie, get it together. You know what? Some things are out of your fucking control. Out of and your you know control. what? It just happens. It is what it is. Uh, so, Leanne, you were saying... I was saying that... There's not a lot of there's not a lot of talk about taking care of your mental health in the black community. Right. I, me personally, I've never grew up um, hearing anything about take, making sure that you are healthy in your brain. It's right. only about working hard and, be, and making sure that you're physically healthy enough to work. You know. Right. Um, and I don't think I don't think that's. Uh, that's not right. That's just not right. Um, right. So when you enter a time like this, mm-hmm. um, it's harder to navigate well, when I've... you don't have any 
I guess, training on how to take care of your brain. Right. Well, and I feel like, I mean, obviously, I I cannot imagine whatsoever, but I obviously, like, now with with all of these black people just being murdered constantly, it, I mean, it must just bring up so, just a tremendous amount of trauma. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's it's not, I mean, how can you be expected to handle that? How can you possibly be equipped to handle that? You see, that that's what we need to uh, start talking about. That's what we need to be over talking about now right. because while we can, while all these videos yeah. of people, of black people being slaughtered in the media, that is, that is just shared all over. There's Which, no caution, there's no warning, there's no, there's no any, anything. I mean, because the media just becomes so numb to it. Yeah. But I think in, in the midst of sharing it, we lose track of like, keep in mind we're watching a human being be so, murdered and be yeah. slaughtered. Like, keep this in mind. Like, this right. is not a movie. This is real life. This right. person like, these is are, actually dead. And I think that's something to keep in mind too, because I mean, look at Breonna Taylor. She became such a trend. I mean, people forget that that's a, like, she was an actual human who lost her life. Yes. Like, and even like, if we were, if we were to even start talking about the mental health journey, starting from Breonna Taylor, which is way late to start talking about it. Right. I mean, she didn't really get brought up in the media until months after she died. Until months after Breonna Taylor lost her life March 13th. Yeah, and um, she didn't really come up until George Floyd was murdered. Exactly, um, which goes to show that all of these deaths are just lumped in together as one, as one single something we're supposed to be used to. You know, right. um, how come we didn't hear about Breonna Taylor March thirteenth when she lost her life? I mean, I feel or when she was killed. Um, yeah. And even if we're gonna start talking about the conversation from Breonna Taylor, even that that event alone mm-hmm. brings up a multitude of me- mental health issues that anybody in the black community could be uh, experiencing. Right. Personally, since I heard Breonna Taylor's story, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to sleep very well. Right. Um, I mean, I mean, she had that invasion of privacy in her own home. Yeah, she was sleeping. Yeah. She was sleeping and she still lost her life. Yeah. She, she wasn't, she, she had no, there's no rest there. Mm-hmm. It's scary to sleep. It's scary to sleep. And, and even just that, I don't think people are talking about enough. Yeah. And I think something, and it, it got brought up again to, uh, when Meg the Stallion was shot, mm-hmm. um, the treatment in the media, between, like the difference between how we treat black men and women too. Back into how people how black people are perceived in the media why we aren't allowed to or why we why mental health taking care of your mental health is it isn't in our history Mm -hmm. it's because we have been stereotyped to be strong Mm -hmm. we have been we 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 are forced to be anything but strong and untouchable and not phased Mm -hmm. and that's not that's not fair because we feel just like you did you know that a lot of medical students didn't, they genuinely did not believe black people felt pain the same way that white people did or another wow. race did, that we just did not feel it wow. as intense as somebody else just because they're black. With what validity? Yeah. Like, and so then we're overlooked in the mm-hmm. medical field. Well, and I, I didn't realize the severity until a couple months ago. Um, the neglect that black women face say they're giving birth in the hospital you know you the like lack of treatment that you're given and the lack of attention that you're given when you're seeking medical help whereas anyone else it's it's and i had no idea the severity of that i mean it's 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 quite jarring actually because just just being born into this world you already have you already have so yeah. many stigmas against yeah, you. Yeah, and you already have a lesser chance of surviving than yeah. than than your white counterpart. Just right from the jump. Just right from the jump. Mm-hmm. And you know, that that alone is just another weight on our back right. that we are forced to just take against the chin and 
and bear it. Well, and that's just from birth, and yet people expect you to be totally fine and upright all the time. As though you, and no one gives you the space, no one gives the black community space to take time, especially now, to step away and actually process any of what's going on and all of this generational trauma that's going on. People expect you to just be upright and like mm-hmm. snap out of it, like, it's all good. I can handle it. It's just another day. Like, no well, one, people have just normalized it from the outside. And that's the, I think that's one of the hardest parts because everybody else wants to move on. And even to a certain extent, I think, um, I think black people want to move on. Mm-hmm. We just want to move on the right way. Well, of course, of course you want to move on because no one likes living in this moment. No. No one, no one likes seeing any of this, but of course you want to move on, but you want to, yeah. you but want this moment change. has also been prolonged. You, right. You also recognize like this moment has been our entire lives or like your grandparents' lives. Yeah. Like it's been a constant, yeah, it's been a centuries long moment for the black community. And so you want to move on, but you want you want a different moment to come and you want change to actually yeah. happen this time, like fully. Yeah. And, and you, it's, it's hard to, to grapple with that because on one hand, I know this is just my personal experience, right. but I know a lot of other black people can share this with me. I know I feel so exhausted and so mm-hmm. tired and just overseeing day after day, week after week, I'm just beaten down every time I see another black person lose their life. Mm-hmm. Someone that looks exactly like me or another black woman is missing mm-hmm. or another black man is, 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 is wrongfully accused right. or anything, you know what just I mean? Just stepped on by the system. Just stepped on by the system. Right. I'm tired of seeing that, but on mm-hmm. the other side, I'm, I'm, I'm so angry mm-hmm. and, and I'm so... I just feel like a lot of black people are angry right now, but that anger is a result of the trauma. And people the, expect you to just take that anger and just be calm and about just be it. Calm and about people, it. a thing that I've noticed so many people do is tone police, and people are just like, "Yeah, you can be angry, but don't raise your voice at me." Like, I get you're angry, but don't yell at me. And it's like, and they call it like you're like, oh. Like, that's disrespectful, right. or that's not a productive way to have a conversation, or this, this, and that. But right, like, the, another, that's just another means of that, white people and non-black people. Yeah, that's people. I think the most important thing that I would like to remind all my black brothers and sisters is that it's, it's okay to be scared mm-hmm. in this time. It's okay to feel anxious. It's okay to... Feel whatever on whatever extreme you want to feel. If you're a little scared, that's okay. If you're mm-hmm. really scared, that's okay. If you're angry, that is more than okay. Mm-hmm. I think everyone needs to start being more gentle. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know what I mean. Not more right. gentle, but just more gentle with themselves. Because just as, just as your anger and your bitterness and your violence and just as that is valid mm-hmm. all of the stuff that is seen that is deemed as uh that is strong i guess because i guess those are strong emotions your fear your anxiety your yeah. sadness your your hopelessness your shit i don't know what to do i don't mm-hmm. am i going to die tomorrow that is just as valid that is that is a that is an okay response to the time to the mm-hmm. times right now, and not a lot. No, no one is leaving room for that. I and haven't I, seen much, many people leave room for that, and that even that is at saddening. this point, it's we have to be, we have to be the generation that does that. Which I mean, even this, like we're on, like month four of constant protests now, yeah. and that still, the bare minimum is happening. Exactly. There that that protesting and and sharing stuff uh sharing resources on instagram and twitter and stuff like that all Mm -hmm. that is good all that is really good that barely scratches the surface of what needs to be done Mm -hmm. because there needs to be fundamental changes in the way that in the way that white people think Mm -hmm. they need um they need to be a helping hand use use the privilege that you have yeah and i think people more more politicians need to be more conscious about the the systemic change that needs to happen, mm-hmm. especially. And I mean, it. 
I know it's so infuriating now that we have a literal cop running for our VP, but I think we need to be just as just as diligent as we are with this fascist that we have in office. We have to be just as diligent. Like, yeah, we have to get these two elected, but also the, the conversation and the movement can't stop mm-hmm. once we get two Democrats in office. Like mm-hmm. we have because they also don't align with what the conversation of the movement is saying. Exactly. They they're still very centrist, you know, and so exactly. we have to be just as diligent with them to make sure that actual systemic change happens exactly. because while because I mean while Kamala is a is a black woman, like she's still a cop and she still like worked for the system. Yeah. And without um besides that, mm-hmm. um or beyond that, uh we do have to recognize um no matter what your um if you hate her if you don't trust her whatever you whatever you feel about her um you have to recognize that this is the first black woman as mm-hmm. vp which is um, huge which is huge um if if they got elected mm-hmm. i'm another four years of trump you gotta you gotta um, vote you gotta vote you gotta Please. you gotta vote and you have to do it in a timely fashion recognizing that the post office is going to be insanely slow yeah support the post office yep. uh, earlier nat told me that they have really cute uh stamps yes like you said we have to be diligent we have to keep the pressure mm-hmm. that's exactly what we need we have to keep the pressure we can't let up because they're expecting us mm-hmm. to relent they're expecting us to let up. They're expecting us to get tired, and we're tired, but yeah. we're not tired of what you think we're tired of. Well, and okay? I was I was watching a um I think it was Robin Roberts was conducting an interview with Kamala and Joe, and um she was asking them questions about so Black Lives Matter is on the forefront of every conversation that we're having now. Like, how are you gonna uphold it? Like, where do you stand on defund the police? Mm-hmm. And they completely avoided the question, and so I think. That was, you know, while they're certainly not Trump, they mm-hmm. are, even saying that name sometimes just makes me feel like I need to vomit. Yeah. Just, or like wash You're just like drink some bleach, you know? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, even they totally dodged the question of where do you stand on defund the police? And that's because they, while they're Democrats and while they're certainly not Trump, they do align very, very firmly with, you know, moderate Democrats and they do very, I mean, they uphold the law enforcement system and the judicial mm-hmm. system, which, which is, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, I we, mean, it's built to oppress black people. Yeah. And it's, it, that is the flaw. That is the, if the foundation of this country, what, what, what are we, we go by the constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when was that written? Like 1770. Yeah. Like ages ago is my point. Yeah. Like, but and I mean, it it, written, almost everyone that signed that owned slaves. Exactly. They didn't so, write it with black people in mind. They didn't no. view black people as human beings. This this country was built for white men. Mm-hmm. and um, Which is funny seeing white women try and uphold the Constitution. And it's like, that wasn't even written that, for you. That wasn't even written for you. That wasn't written for anyone except white, white men. men. So that, we should all, we should all be... Land. Yeah, we so, should all be pissed off. And it's like... Why are we still living in seventeen seventy something? I don't know. I mean, you look at you look at the patterns of history, and really nothing's changed. And really nothing's changed. I mean, it's just uh, it's just been a big ass band aid has been mm-hmm. slapped over over all of the over, all of the cracks. All of, and 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 it's not enough. And mm-hmm. I think we're we not. I think we are done with with that. We're ripping mm-hmm. the band aid off. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not pretty, it's, it's, it's so ugly and it's so brutal and it, it's, it's, it, it's just the draining part is not even the advocacy, right? The draining part is not going to protest. The, the draining part is not retweeting the same thing on Twitter or reposting the same thing every yeah. day on Instagram, right? No, that never gets tiresome. It's like, it's tiresome if you're doing it for the sake of being performative and, yeah oh the performative stuff um oh man that you might that'll get might us on get a whole heated. yeah other thing but it's just 
we're just tired of uh, we're just tired of we're just tired of the way shit's been going. Mm-hmm. That's really how it is, and we're done. I think we're just done. Mm-hmm. And in that being done, and even in that feeling, um, we're still not done. Yeah, and I mean, we I can't think, be done. Yeah, I think it. What what makes it exhausting, from my perspective, and totally mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. what gets tiring is seeing that nothing is changing, and that we're putting in so much work. Um, trying to instill change. And I mean, I know mm-hmm. people say it's a marathon, not a sprint, mm-hmm. but you want to see something happen. Something. And it's it's very draining to see that in a lot of ways we're going even more backwards. Like we're not moving forward, but we're taking like two steps back. Yeah. Everybody that says we're going forward or or says they see that we're moving, like... The only things that are going forward... Yeah, the only things that are going forward are the performative acts put on by cities painting murals, and still, I mean... We here don't in, want a damn... We don't want to see a damn street painted here, with BLM. Yeah, here here in LA, they... A few weeks ago, there was an attack on three trans women in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and those men that attacked them still haven't been charged or arrested or anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, the district attorney said that they wouldn't. And then, like, mm. a few days later, Los Angeles proudly said, oh, yes, we're going to make the All Black Lives Matter mural on Hollywood Boulevard a permanent piece of artwork there. And it's like, okay, you're not getting it. Yeah, you, not, Something's not landing yeah, there. It's like, where is... Where where are we miscommunicating? Mm-hmm. Because um, it's like we're asking for systemic change, and instead you're giving us murals, which yeah. doesn't add up. It doesn't. It doesn't do shit. Actually, mm-hmm. it literally um, <laughs> doesn't do I'm shit. I'm not gonna walk by a mural and say, ah, you're just gonna say, oh, thank God they get thank it. Thank God this mural is on the wall. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I can definitely walk past this group of mm-hmm. police officers officers and not fear for my life give a cop a hug just just because, be fine. Good, just because of this mural on the wall oh, thanks the mural, thanks los angeles yeah, the mural on the wall uh i'm talking to you los angeles the mural on the wall is not going to make me feel less scared <laughs> at all um actually it might it really does make me feel more intense feelings of fear because if that's all you're going to do that is it's idiotic to mm-hmm. to not it's idiotic and that's what that's Where's the miscommunication? That's it. That's right. it. Where's the miscommunication? I um, it's tired. Mm-hmm. We're tired. Mm-hmm. We are tired. Yep. <laughs> so tired. It comes. It comes down to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we take our fun fact break? Our fun fact break. So we're about midway, folks. So here, Tamsin, give us our fun fact song. All right, that's it. That's all you get. That's a whole lot of hot nonsense. Um, <laughs> special guest, would you like to go first? Yes. So I, I saw a glimpse of your fun fact. I'm not gonna say I saw it already because that's okay. a spoiler alert. Yeah. Okay. I saw a glimpse of her fun fact. I didn't see the whole thing. Um, we both have animal themed fun oh, facts. Oh my gosh! What I a what know. a happy little coincidence. Yeah, I didn't know yours was animal themed. My yeah. fun fact about animals mm-hmm. are about pit bulls. Go ahead. Did you know that pit bulls used to be nanny dogs instead? Uh, before they were used to for dog fights, um, and then the stigma was against them that they're uh, uh, what is it? Dangerous dogs that they're aggressive and stuff. That like they're that. monsters. Yeah, that they're monsters. Beasts. But pit bulls are sweet, and they were used to take care, like help you take care of your kids and stuff like mm-hmm. that before they before it was ruined. I dog sit. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. this. I yes. dog sit for a wonderful couple and they have two pit bulls mm-hmm. sweetest dogs uh, i've sure ever known these, oh my god I'm and they met these dogs yeah i think you've met them and mm-hmm. they are absolutely phenomenal I and wouldn't hurt a fly except i mean they wrestle each other or whatever and then you're just like oh i'm gonna go <laughs> um, but no like beautiful beautiful yeah. gentle dogs all dogs beautiful across the board dogs. even even people. little tiny dogs where you're just like what is your deal mm-hmm. even them we mm-hmm. love them we too we do love all dogs yes really 
Yeah. Absolutely, we do. What yeah. a fun fact. What a fun fact. What a, what a fun fact. If you're thinking about getting a pit bull and you're scared or something, don't be scared. This, is your, be, yeah. this is your sign. Yeah. Get that pit bull. Get that pit bull. Adopt that pit bull, mm -hmm. please. Give it love because a lot of people are scared. So my fun fact. Mm -hmm. A cow-bison hybrid is called a beefalo. <laughs> what? <laughs> a cow? A beefalo. There's a picture of it, too, on this website I found. Take a gander. No way. <laughs> a beefalo? Yes. I, I thought that fun fact was funny because I'm, I'm from South Dakota, and we have a bunch of bison and, or buffalo there. I'm. Is that like a real thing? Yeah. Like a, a beefalo? I don't know. I think it's like a liger, like oh, I'm not, okay. like from Napoleon Dynamite. I'm not really sure if it really exists or not or if it's oh, just okay, like a okay, media okay. thing. Uh, I would love to know. If you know, uh, let let us know. Yeah. If a beefalo is tell real. Tell the truth. Yeah, tell us. If a beefalo is real, I think I'm... I don't know. That's, I don't, that's crazy. What, a beefalo? I, I love to be surprised in my day-to-day, -day, and that would be... So thrilling, a beefalo. Like beefalo. just, can you just imagine? Like you're just driving along, you're just like, oh god, stop! We're gonna hit the beefalo. Like, what if they're just like crossing the street and you're just like, oh god? I wouldn't even begin to know what a beefalo looks like. Um, beefalo, frightening. How many times have we said beefalo? Beefalo. <laughs> if, if, uh, like, listen to your playback. Yeah. Mark your tallies. Take a shot every time we said beefalo and tell us. <laughs> Tell us how smashed you are. <laughs> every every time we say the word beefalo, you have to take a shot of whiskey or tequila or whatever you have near you. Yes. Go nuts. Every time we say beefalo, beefalo. hear that again. Every time we say beefalo, beefalo. <laughs> <laughs> every every time we say beefalo, okay, that okay, it's done. We it's won't done. say beefalo anymore. We definitely won't say the word beefalo anymore. For the sake of your liver, oh, we just care about you and your liver so much. We won't say the word beefalo anymore. Okay, I won't do it. Okay, that's beefalo. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. So I'm reading more about the fun fact, and then we'll move on. <laughs> okay. You can even buy the beefalo's meat. And <laughs> In at least 21 states. Is South Dakota one of them? Damn. Ew. I don't know. I'll have to do some research, but uh, now you know. If you didn't know, now you know. Okay. There you go, guys. I um, used... Another fun fact. I used, I used to work on the subject of buffalo. <laughs> I... Not beefalo. Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> not beefalo. Again. Um, I used to work at a wildlife reserve, and we used to have buffalo mm -hmm. on the property mm -hmm. there were also bears mm. and there was a point like in the early spring i used to work there and mm. like over the summer it was a seasonal thing um i got to hold baby bear cubs and when they when you hold them they mm. like to suck on ears as like pacifiers and so they would i would just <laughs> hold them and they would just weirdest feeling in the whole I'm world sure. i'm sure I'm totally sure. totally wild <laughs> um but no they're so Cute. I bet. Oh, God. Aww. They smell so bad. What kind of bear? They were little black bears. Oh. Yeah. And we there were a lot of uh, black bears on the property. I don't remember how many they had, but every spring they would have little cubs. Um, and I think there would be about 15 cubs. And then there was one. There was uh, one grizzly bear that we had, and he actually passed away this spring. But he was like 22 years old, and his name was Tank. And he was oh. massive. But he was the sweetest sweetest old grandpa bear but yeah coolest coolest job i've had um yeah, really, really stressful cool. and i wasn't very good at it i worked in the gift shop um <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't very good at it i don't think any of my coworkers really liked me because it was just really awkward because they this isn't the reason but it's the reason they all liked country music a lot mm. And they were a little more right-leaning than I was, so mm -hmm. I didn't really gel, you know? Mm -hmm. my, my, gay, my gay liberal ass stood out, <laughs> stood out like a sore thumb. They were like, that was, even, that was before I came out even, but mm -hmm. I feel like there was just something about my aura. They were just like, huh, <laughs> hmm, maybe not. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not, at, maybe not at this wildlife reserve. <laughs> not today. Um, yeah, a little echo, but yeah, the baby bears were the highlight. I would love. To, I would like. I would love to say that I could work with animals. I just don't think I'm the best with animals. Never had a pet or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's a um, lot of patience, and I think that's. I mean, it's a learning curve, but. Mm -hmm. See, we're practicing on plants. That's that's what you and I got to do. Yes. We got to practice on practice our plants. On plants. Yes. If I could keep a plant alive. 
I know. But it's a, it's a work in progress, and I do want to start growing my own stuff. Yes. Once I, once I, because I have some pesticide now. I totally <laughs> had earlier, I had some plants, and they died because I, they, I think I had bought them when they'd been overwatered, and then they just, it was downhill from there. Um, so they were already sick. And I hadn't had any pesticide, and so my plants died. I had a little plant funeral. It was mm-hmm. tragic. That is good to know. Well, not that your plant died. That's not good to know. Are I'm glad that plant. you're clarifying. Um, I'm so thrilled. But the pesticide, the pe- what is it? Pesticide? <laughs> what did you say? Pesticide. <laughs> <laughs> the pesticide thing is good to know because I don't know what that is, and I'm sure I would have killed my plants the same way. <laughs> um, See, so if I had I had my pesticide on time, I could have sprayed it into the soil and it would have killed any fungus. Um, but what happened was because they had been overwatered, more mushrooms had started to show up, which at first mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, mushrooms, but mm-hmm. let's get high. Not the same kind of <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> but no, then uh, they just kind of, yeah, they just kind of piddled away. But mm-hmm. once you and I are going to figure out how to be good plant moms, yeah, plant and, then, and then we'll master being pet parents. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you think you'll get a pet for this place? Um... I think, I think if I, cause it's kind of, I think I could get like a small dog mm-hmm. or a cat, but cats, their litter box is probably not. So I think I would go with a small dog because you can take them outside. Um, and you have no carpet. I have no carpet. So that's nice. Like if they, if I am potty training, then that would be really easy to clean up as long as they don't get on my fucking rug mm-hmm. that, and then that'd be stressful, you know? I don't know. Would you want a dog or a cat? Uh, definitely a dog. Yeah. Uh, cats don't like me. Only time I lived with a cat was with a roommate in college. Oh yes. Um, the cat peed on, uh, pooped on my bed while I was when oh, I went God, home I for that. the weekend. Yeah. You were so pissed. Yeah, because I was I had a nine a.m. class the next day, and nobody helped me clean it up. I had to do all my laundry, and I it pooped in my clothes, too, so I had to do my clothes It was just laundry. a complete overhaul of it the was laundry. A, yeah, and... Total deep clean. Yeah, and Which I... Had, was, that was, like, a kitten, too. Yeah, uh, the cat was a kitten. So but, I mean, like, it was old enough that it should have known... Should no, have been the, taught better. The cat had it against me. <laughs> it, it <laughs> that, pooped, that cat had a lot of beef. It pooped on my bed because it was my bed. <laughs> and it wanted to poop on my specific bed in my specific clothes. Such the an cat, insightful cat. Me and the cat, we did beef. Uh, it was like, don't look at me. I won't look at you. Mm-hmm. And we'll be squared mm-hmm. away. Anytime, so I, anytime anyone ever came over to your dorm, I was like, oh, the energy in here. Yeah. Someone someone fought in here recently. There was a fight in there, here. Oh, it was there's brutal. There's heavy tension in here. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's me and the cat. Uh, <laughs> we don't get along. The humans, not so much. The cat, thousand percent. A thousand percent. That cat has it out. Yeah, but it's okay because um, I was still, I still, I, I was nice enough to the cat. It just didn't like me, so you know, you did, you did what you could. I did what you did what you could to mend that relationship. It just didn't happen. Didn't happen. I'm not a cat person. I will be getting a dog. What kind of dog would you get? Whenever I choose to move out, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What kind of dog? Yeah. Hmm. A big dog for sure, because a pit bull. Maybe even a pitbull. Maybe even a pitbull. I think you'd be the cutest. I mean, pitbulls, yeah. But I think you'd be the cutest Australian shepherd mom. I love little Aussies. I'm just saying. I really do like those dogs. And they're really cute. Um, But I also need protection for Mm -hmm. wherever I live. Mm -hmm. Because I am small, as you can see. (laughs) And my arms are noodles. So, um, I mean, we do have our combat training. Right. But whatever, whatever. I have I have my uh, one and a half semesters of combat training and then and then I dislocated my knee and I yeah. didn't have that combat training Honestly, anymore. That was wild. I don't know how I um, with because your knees dislocate too. So what? The... I don't know how I got my certification. I don't know how I miracles. pulled myself through without miracles. Miracles. Yeah. Only with your help though, because remember you <laughs> let me yeah. use the braces. Little stuff like little that? knee buddies. Mm-hmm. What? You, here it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> Leanne, for for the listeners, Leanne, we're sitting by my coffee table, and Leanne just while we're talking about knees, by my knee brace, just out and about on my coffee table. I don't know why it's we out had there. we had we are both we were on crutches at the same time for a long time. Yep, there was yeah, yeah one there was a uh, it was like our oh god that was our second, second semester, semester second we were semester still of freshmen. school yeah we were still freshmen at college 
and uh, we both had dislocated knees, um, and we were on crutches, like, for the same period of time, too. Yeah, yeah. Just a little, and we were, like, walking buddies and, like, sharing the <laughs> shuttle buddies, like, <laughs> And I felt time. so elite, too, because the shuttle yeah. wouldn't pick up anybody It else. would just, it would just come for us. We'd call it and be like, oh, yeah, Natalie, Uber for Natalie and Leanne. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, Shelter. it's us. <laughs> come take our broken asses to our acting Our little, class. Our little granny knees. To our acting class, where like, we have to jump off this, this, and that, or... Like we're, this, this, and that. Yeah, we were, we were in our like late teens, early twenties then. Mm-hmm. So like we had, our knees have no business being this way. <laughs> no. But yet, yeah. <laughs> yet they are. They refuse to yeah. function properly. Mine are still really popping. Oh, but, mine still pop all the yeah. time. Which like you've you've gotten really into fitness recently, yeah. right? Yeah. I have not as dedicated <laughs> as you have. So I I've neglected my knee care. Um, honestly, I've neglected my knee care too. Oh, yeah, I've gotten into fitness, but mm-hmm. I've definitely neglected my knee. So it's definitely yeah. gotten worse. Right. Um, so I should get a brace. We should There's, just get re- knee replacement surgery. Yeah, honestly, like just at this put point, some put some titanium in there. Uh, yeah. Forget at, it. At this point, it just there needs to be a permanent solution Seriously. for me to do anything about it. Which I looked into that because there was like my knees could not be behaving this way when I'm 20, 22 years old. Like, and, exactly. and one of my, one of my, my, one of my, uh, uh, doctors told me that like, that only is good for a few years. And I was just like, what the, come on now. And I think that's because our, our bodies are still like growing and changing because oh, okay. we're so young that she was like, it's not going to be a permanent. And I was just like, that's not I, what I want. I want to be Iron Man. Come on. Do I'm, you hope you grow more? I do. I would love to be taller. Yeah, me too. I want to be like six five. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I keep have... in mind we're both like five foot five. <laughs> I, I'm only five three. <laughs> You're five three. I'm oh five three. God. Yeah. Wait, so maybe I'm only five four then, because I don't think I'm that much. No, I don't taller. think you're that so, much taller than me. Five three, five four. We want to yeah. be six foot. Six I want to be five. six five. How would that be? <laughs> That'd be I'd so be unstoppable. Sick. Yes. Uh, you would. Oh God! You could take over the world. I could take, yeah. Could, yeah. I mean, I could take over the world now, but oh, if absolutely. Six, five, but if you're six five, no, oh come oh, on, game over. Game over. <laughs> oh my God! I could do anything. I could step over. I could step over buildings. With yes. Legs. Yes. And when you're wearing your Doc Martens, you'd be a cool seven foot. Like mm, yes, a cool seven foot. I'd love to be a nice, a nice five eleven, a nice six foot, maybe yeah. six foot even. Yeah, six foot even. I feel, like, I feel like that'd be really sick, and I feel like. You know, once I, I don't know, I could really just knock the fashion business out of the park if I were right. taller. I was watching a video. Runway. Yes. We're going to get back on topic eventually, but let me, <laughs> let, me, let me get this out first. I was watching a thing while we're talking about being taller, a video where someone said that tall people wear clothes better, which I, you know, that there might be sense. some logic to that. Them. That that's all I, like all all fashion models. I mean, the fashion industry, you know, has its flaws, but yeah. they all wear their clothes, phenomenal, and they're all ginormous. They're, yeah, they're, and they're towers. They're towers. I want to look as good as a tall person does in these outfits, because like yeah. I'll wear the same exact outfit as someone tall. Yeah, and I look like a shrimp, <laughs> and they look like an elegant, beautiful giraffe <laughs> galloping. Through the Sahara Desert. I feel is, like a lot of my problems... Or, are giraffes in the Sahara Desert? Am I a dumbass? I don't know where giraffes di- are. Giraffes are in... I don't think the Sahara... Where's the Sahara? They're... they're I dropped out of college. I, I don't... I'm not... <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on my geography right now, and this is a lot to process. Giraffes are... are the in the giraffe Giraffes are in the Serengeti. Serengeti? Yeah. Oh. Huh. But I feel like they're they're they've got to be elsewhere too. I feel like they aren't just sitting uh, there. Uh, listen, let us know. Yeah, tell me where giraffes are. Yeah, <laughs> tell me where uh, they're located. So- sound off in the sound off. Uh, geography knowledge. Yeah, because it's blanking, which is funny because geography used to be my favorite fucking thing in high school, um, but now, you know, I was that kid. I was just like, yeah, learning about country, like what it, who, why, why was I like that? But no, I just, I loved it, and now I'm totally spacing. But let us know. Um, don't, be, don't be mean about it, but just let us know. Yeah, please don't be mean. I, I don't be know, mean. Be I kind. Know, be kind. I'm not, 
Please. <laughs> I am very we're, sensitive. We're be sensitive in this in this we're podcast. Very sensitive. <laughs> um, sensitive pod. Wait, are you a Pisces, right? I am a Pisces. That's and I'm a Gemini. So, please don't make us cry. <laughs> it, it's gonna be a lot to process. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so let's going go. getting back to our topic. Yeah, we, what did we go through? We went through pitfalls. We went through pitbulls. We went through. Um, I think when what we were. We just I think when we were last uh, talking about the topic, we were um, we were talking a lot about performative uh, activism. Oh yes. Was one, and we were talking a lot about um, L.A. specifically and like their uh, all BLM mm-hmm. mural on the streets of Hollywood, which oh, I walk God. by every morning on my way to work, and I just get really irritated whenever I walk by because I'm just like. This city's so full of bullshit. And, like, yeah. which, I mean, it's a city full of, you know, celebrities who used it as a means of mm-hmm. speaking out only to not be, quote-unquote, canceled mm-hmm. um, rather than actually giving a shit. It's a city full of artists who capitalize on black people's art and music um, rather than actually giving a shit. And so mm-hmm. it's just a city that continually doesn't give a shit. So it's not surprising really that the city is responding that way and it's not it's not only LA which is even more frustrating yeah it's it, yeah it's almost it's really nationwide uh, it, the uh, the performative activism is is nationwide it's like nobody's doing anything yes. everyone's treating it like everyone's treating it like a trend yeah and that's not fair because it's like not many other things are treated are, are dismissed in this way. Yeah, conversation. I, there's people who will just say, oh, these are just Gen Z latching onto a trend. Mm-hmm. It'll die fast. Those Gen Z kids with their TikToks and their iced coffees, like, mm-hmm. what do they know? We know better. The, the group of people that everybody's clowning, yeah. uh, everyone on, uh, the Gen Z on their TikTok and stuff like that. But this is a generation that's bringing so much ugliness up and things that have been glossed over yeah, for it, generations. It's like... Somebody has to talk about it, mm-hmm. and and it the, the platforms that you need to talk about it, the most popular thing. Mm-hmm. If TikTok is the most popular thing, then use um, that platform. then use that platform to spread awareness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are being clowned about it, and there's nothing to there's nothing to be clowned about right. when we're dealing with people's lives. Mm-hmm. Is is that not sinking in? I think I think something that um, gets Law, and I think this happens uh, with uh, white women posting their sultry photos and using Breonna Taylor as a caption. Like, mm-hmm. they forget that that was a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think that, ha- I mean, that happens with, I think that's happening with Jacob Blake too, when people just mindlessly share that video. And I think that we just see these things and we try to distance ourselves from it. Um, and that, that is when I can see some validity to the argument of it's a trend because those people who do that, they're t- treating it as a trend and not mm-hmm. seeing these black lives that are being traumatized as actual human beings. Yeah. It, it, I, think, I think that was very well put. I think that was very well... That was very well... Yeah, that was very well put. Uh, a lot of people are treating this like a trend and it, it, it's disrespectful, and it's disheartening, and it's, it's dis-everything. It's, it's really, it's hard to move on, and it's hard to, to keep, keep advocating and keep talking about it when everyone, everyone else feels like they're tired of it. You yeah. kind of, you kind of enter a space where if you're having this conversation, even in private spaces, mm-hmm. I know my, one of my dear friends, my best friend, I was having a conversation with her about this the other day, mm-hmm. and she was saying, like, Leanne, why are you apologizing? Why do you always apologize for, for when we talk about this? It's okay. it, you, there's nothing to apologize mm-hmm. for. And I had to really come to terms with, there's nothing to apologize for. As, mm-hmm. uh, even if it seems like everybody else is moving on past it, and you are hammering the issue, and you keep talking about it, and keep talking about it, that is what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and I, I think the thing is too, you 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 don't have to explain your 
grief or your processing to anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't owe anyone an explanation on why you're feeling this anger and this, you know, this pain and this mm-hmm. anxiety towards everything that's happening. You don't like, I mean, ultimately it comes down to you don't have to explain mm-hmm. anything to us, but you don't have to explain why things are hurtful to us. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't have to because we should just be empathetic enough and decent enough yeah, to understand why something is so horrifying. Yeah, it's not hard to empathize with with the movement. It's no. not hard to because... It's not hard to if you're not racist. Yeah, it really it's, not isn't. it's not a problem if you're not racist mm-hmm. because... Th- this goes beyond politics. This goes beyond what party you're in. This, this, right. this, it's just it's just human rights, pe- human rights in people's lives. Yeah, how do you not empathize with that? What what? How I can summarize that is, black people stop, stop catering to or pandering to white people to white fragility mm-hmm. because. Because it just doesn't stop apologizing. If they're uncomfortable, it, it, it's time for people to get uncomfortable. I mean, I mean, of course it's going to be uncomfortable uh, for white people because our, our reality and our, our, you know, what we've been spoon-fed for so long is being challenged mm-hmm. and the, you know, the facade is coming off. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be uncomfortable. But we also have to take into consideration that we've been lied to yeah. our entire lives yeah. and also understand that there's something you know, really liberating about that. And then in turn, we have to take control and be like, okay, now how do we, how do we change where our history goes? Yeah. It's all about change and it's all about needing. It it goes beyond what we want. It's, it's as a society, we need to move forward in the right way, in a way that is, in a way that it's just more equal and more it pays attention to human rights more it mm-hmm. pays attention to to the to the lives of people more right. that's that's how we have to go we're just going to run ourselves into the ground as a society right we're going to fail yeah and it's like they didn't expect us to educate ourselves to this extent because well, they think to... they think they fooled us yeah and it's and to a lot of people are still very very a lot of people are still very fooled and a mm-hmm. lot of even generations like like before like our grandparents and stuff they definitely did a lot of black people have been complacent for a long time and just accepted it except now um this generation i think is a just just a tad bit more has a little bit more rebellion and like yeah. no uh, um justice has to needs to and will be served right for all, because if you guys weren't fighting before, we're gonna we're gonna fight now. Yeah. No matter how long it takes, it, there's it, it, it has to. Mm-hmm. There's no more choice. There's, yeah. There's there's no. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Right. Unacceptable. About when we were talking about the the biases in the um, health community towards towards black people, uh, do you find that there's also that same bias? more narrowly focused on mental health with like therapists do you find that they also have that it's that same level of bias and maybe like say a black person should seek therapy Mm -hmm. they could even be further gaslit by a therapist who doesn't see their experience as valid yes um that is that is very um that is very common in Mm -hmm. when when black people go to seek uh mental health like uh health for their mental health um mm-hmm. because there's this uh stigma around black people's strength mm-hmm. um that uh we're just so pushed to be strong which is so because i mean in the meat in like mainstream pop culture whatever like i remember like mid-2000s it was a big thing i mean it's always been a big thing i assume but um the you're a strong black woman you don't mm-hmm. need a man like that that phrase has just been pushed so forcefully towards yeah. black women that yeah. it's just like you it's, don't need anyone. You're you're a strong yeah, black woman. It's like what does that even mean? Yeah, you don't need you don't you don't have days where you're weak. You don't have days where you need someone. You, you don't, don't have, you don't get to feel things. You're a strong black. Yeah, woman. you're a strong black woman, and right. that is that is so toxic because nobody. I didn't ask for that. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Because there are days where I do not feel strong. Mm-hmm. There are days where I feel weak, and I am still a black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, my strength is not 
isn't just, my strength didn't just come from me being born black. Mm -hmm. My strength came from my life circumstances. My strength came from um, what I had to, the work I had to do for my mental Mm -hmm. health. My strength didn't come just from me being born a black woman. And that is not fair, just as assuming that I am gonna be, that I'm ratchet or ghetto or that I don't have any class or that I, that you know you know or that people say oh you talk so eloquently for a black woman and it's just like oh you sound so white oh you're pretty for a black girl like it doesn't just as wrong it is as it to say that stuff it is just Mm -hmm. as wrong to just assume that i'm a strong Mm -hmm. person because i am black Mm -hmm. and that's what a lot of i'm sure that's what a lot of uneducated and ignorant therapists um and I'm, I have experienced this myself going yeah. to therapy and they, um, my therapist just didn't get it and right. wasn't helping and was kind of um, gaslighting me to a certain extent yeah. on my experiences as a black woman in America mm-hmm. just purely because she didn't understand mm-hmm. and couldn't put herself in but I mean at, at, on that same point it's like even if she's not you know well versed or educated in the top which like it's how can it be hard for you to talk to a black woman? Like, how can you be like Mm -hmm. so unable to, but I mean, it's not your job to educate her and it's not your job to be like, yeah, actually I feel like you're gaslighting me. Maybe try this. Like it's not, it's not your job when you're seeking help. It's, it's not your job to be like, Hey, maybe course correct here. Exactly. Like she should just take the personal time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's another really hard thing to live through as a black person, just finding, it's just harder to find help. Right. It's harder to successfully find help that isn't tainted with this undertone of, of, of whatever stereotype that they have of black people. Right, just like whole underlying bias yeah. that maybe, yeah. maybe they're not conscious of. Yeah, and most, but, most of them aren't, most of, mm-hmm they're just not they don't know what they don't know and they don't yeah. they don't even under they can't even recognize how their brain has been programmed right but what we're what it is important once you get educated once mm-hmm. you become aware to actively rewire the way you think yeah because even even if you are even if you think you're as as woke as can be and you're as aware and educated as can be there are still miles to go. Mm-hmm. None of us know everything. None of us. And especially, especially white people. We all have to unlearn so much. And we all have to retrain our brains. Even for little things. Things that we aren't consciously aware of. Or that we think we've been consciously taught. But just the, the brainwashed world that we were mm-hmm. raised in. Because it's, it feels like you can only do so much. But you can do so much more. If you are unsure, ask mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. Um, however, white uh, my white friends, if your black friends don't want to explain something to you, don't get mad. Don't get them. upset. It is not our job mm-hmm. to educate you. You can go educate yourself mm-hmm. as on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you have like it's no one's job yeah. to teach you, you have how the same to be anti-racist. Access to the resources I do. Yeah. Um, if I can educate myself, Google is free, folks. Yep. Google is free. Go mm-hmm. educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, after you've educated yourself and you still have questions, reach out. Reach out to your black friends, and you know, like it's fine to have dialogue about it. Yeah. Like it can't be like. I mean, it's not. It shouldn't have to be a taboo thing. Like you can never talk about it with your black friends. Just understand that, like, it's not their job to teach you. Yeah. You were you were born into this world with a teaching degree on mm-hmm. how to teach white people to not be racist. Exactly. Like, that's that's our job. <laughs> like we, yeah. we it's so easy it's to easy. not be racist and to be anti racist. It takes Yeah. It's it you feel light, like you just don't be an asshole. Just look at other humans as other human beings. Like it's it simple. really is not it's rocket simple. science, folks. And yeah, that's it. It's simple. <laughs> Um, hate to dumb it down for you, hate, but it's yeah, so simple. It's so simple. And if you grew up with, like, the excuse, oh, I grew up with these, I've heard this all my life. Read a book. You don't, you don't have to be what your family 
Mm-hmm. Uh, is mm-hmm. uh, if you if you have racist family members and stuff like that, cut them out. Cut them out. That is okay because you know you don't you don't have to associate yourself with racists and sometimes it's so deeply ingrained you can't course correct that yeah it's okay to be different from your racist family mm-hmm. it is more than okay it is a right to be different from but, your racist family yeah but you also hold them accountable mm-hmm. don't don't let that shit slide and i think that's what a lot why things have gotten so deeply ingrained is because we let a lot of things slide for a really long time yeah can't do it anymore cannot it is it is time to end this time to be yes time to it's just time and i'm ex- i'm scared and excited to see what the future years will bring mm-hmm. uh, super scared but also Terrifying. if but also i feel like things could be looking up yeah it's 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 hard to be optimistic and positive and hopeful but as but if you can be um, it makes things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. It does take you out of the trauma. It does take you out of the depression. It does take you out of the hopelessness because if you have hope and if you try to keep optimistic, which I've been trying to do, it's hard. Damn, it's hard. But it it, it's, it does help. What are you doing right now to take care of yourself and take care of your mind <laughs> to, to the best of, of your ability at what you can do right now? What was working for me for a while, um, all throughout quarantine, um, meditating, mm-hmm. definitely meditating. I'm a huge advocate for meditating. Yoga helps. Um, I feel like, I, this is just me personally, I feel like I keep a lot of emotional trauma and emotional pain mm-hmm. um, in my body. Mm-hmm. And um, it definitely has a physical effect on me. Um, whenever I'm feeling heavier in my heart, I definitely feel it in my body, so I have to stretch it out. Yoga has helped. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I am, I do believe in God. I do pray as much as I can, um, or as much as I remember to. I do try to have an open dialogue with God. Yeah. Because um, that does bring me personally peace of mind. Um, and that, yeah, that's mostly, I, I try to spend time with, with people with like-minded people that that support the movement and 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 just I try to surround my my with good energy mm-hmm. that isn't that that just uplifts me. Mm-hmm. Um, spend time with people that make you feel good and yeah. do things that make you feel good. Um, if you have an art that you love, I would I would really practice that. Just take yourself out of current times, yeah. you know, just for a bit. I definitely also recommend deleting social media for a little bit yeah. because it can be overwhelming seeing it all the seeing time. it all over well, I especially deleted. with people circulating again the jacob blake videos mm-hmm. so frequently if, i'm uh, grateful i haven't seen it yeah um i had to get off of social media just to make sure that i didn't see it um yeah. and that definitely helped for a while because it, it really weighs on you physically it does have a physical effect on you so those those are my tips on how to Keep optimistic and hopeful and not let it completely weigh you down. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, this is research uh, resource that I just found called therapyforblackgirls.com. It's a really cool research resource. It, it, it talks about mental health for black girls um, and uh, how to navigate that on their Instagram. They do Ooh. like, um, I'm pretty sure... And I could be wrong. I'm going to do like live streams a lot. They have a podcast also. I just pulled up the website. They have yeah, a podcast. They have, they have a podcast. Um, and they, they, I was scrolling through their Instagram and I was on their story. And I think you can sign up for like little um, webinars that talk about mental health or like little gr- like group therapy sessions. Okay. And I think that is so cool and a great resource. Um, therapy therapyforblackgirls.com and then on Instagram therapy for black girls I think is their uh, handle definitely check that out because it's a good resource (laughs) all right anything else you wanted to talk about anything else you wanted to gab on um no I think we have jabba 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 it all the way (laughs) (laughs) um we had the funnest of facts we had we had a great conversation 
What was that thing you said in your... What was that thing? Why is it... Oh, oh, the beefalo. The beefalo. One the, more time. Take another beefalo. shot. The <laughs> beefalo. Take, take four more shots. Yeah. Five for the beefaloes. For the beefalo. For the beefalo fun fact. Um, I hope at this point... <laughs> hope you're plastered. You're hammered. <laughs> hope you're listening um, to this in the middle of the day and you're just totally faced. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's our... That's our podcast uh yeah check out check out therapy for black girls Mm -hmm. check them out great resource and while you're listening to this podcast go search their podcast Mm -hmm. if you're into podcasts and even if you're not go listen to them go listen take a bless your ears yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna add them to my that sounds really good check them out you said they have instagram too yeah they have instagram yeah sick all right so that's that's our show tamsin walk us out babe Yes, I'm a (laughs) professional musician, and that's our show. All right, thank you, Leanne, for coming. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our show. Later, skater.